Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Football Scouting Podcast. Uh, for today's episode, we have the founder of Expand the Box Score, the CEO, the head honcho, the top banana. Uh, think of some more cool words meaning king or top of the top of the food chain of Expand the Box Score. Andy Singleton. Andy, how are you doing? Paul, I want you to address me as boss for the rest of this episode. I'm all doing right, good. Boss. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. You know that. I'm doing well. I'm happy to join <laughs> you. Uh, I am uh, watching, you know, obviously what you guys are doing, uh, everything you guys are doing. Some of it uh, I'm unaware of, and you guys just continue to surprise me. I just saw that you guys did a full scouting department team, seven-round mock, and broke it up into eight articles, one for each division. And the way you guys uh, formatted it and set it all up, I was just, wow, like, this is, it, it, it honestly brought a tear to my eye. You know, I look at you guys, I, I a lot of people that follow me know I'm now 46, so I'm getting into those uh, fatherly years. I, I do have, you know, two kids in their 20s now. But, um, you know, where you start to, unintentionally, everything you say seems to be kind of like you're trying to give advice and I don't mean to be that guy but you know you try to help people out so I look at you guys as like my kids you know what I mean <laughs> and to just see how organized and professional you guys are the quality of work you put out the support you have for each other the way the camaraderie you've built uh yeah so you just every day you make me proud so like I said when I saw you guys just released an article of of a, of a eight-part series that's coming out with a full seven-round mock uh, I got a little, uh, I got a little dick for meal teary eyed. That's, 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 that's great. Thank you, draft dad. <laughs> yes. I, I, listen, I, I, you're, you're not my only child in this, uh, draft community. Uh, Lauren Cox, uh, I think I just heard something fall in the room. Uh, that's an inside joke. Uh, he, he's my first adopted child in this draft community, but, uh, yeah, the family's just gotten a lot bigger over the last year. Absolutely. And I want to tell you about this mock that we did. We did this entirely over like Twitter DMs. So we just pulled up a draft order, put our big board on the bottom of the thing and was just like, all right, guys, we're going to do a seven round mock draft. And uh, so we ha um, so we have the, the 13 scouts. Um, sadly, BD wasn't included in this. Are, we're each assigned to uh, two to three teams because we were going to do we're going to put a team need section in the uh, draft guide for a later version, probably post free agency, uh, probably the last version. And uh, we, we uh, so all of us are acting for the teams that we're writing the team needs section for. And it was just like, all right, Britain, you're the Jaguars and the Jets go. And there was like barely any like uh, prep. And we're just basing it on the knowledge of the players that we scouted, how right. our big board turned out and uh, what we know from watching the teams that we like. Cause um, we have uh, scouts from all across the nation. We've got Cowboys fans. We've got Niner, uh, Niners fans. We've got mostly Raider fans is actually the team that has the most support. And um, we we just got it done. It took like a week. I mean, it took forever, but you know, sometimes sometimes that's when the best things come out and you can overthink these things and listen there's not one mock draft out there that is 100% accurate so we can try to go and prep for this as much as you want as humanly possible it's still not going to matter so as long as you're within the ballpark and having fun with it and giving people a different perspective um you know that that's what this game and this time of year is all about so 
Exactly. Enjoy. And I mean, I was drafting for the Patriots and I got them Rashawn Slater and Christian Barmore. I think I think I did my I think I did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not a bad way to rebuild the interior on both sides. So I like that. Absolutely. So uh so usually how we start off these podcasts is uh very very big believer in getting to know the person, getting to know the scout. Uh Andy, what was your what was your background like, and how did you fall in love with uh, fall in love with sports, and how did you eventually um, fall in love with football? Uh, this this that's a, a very long tale. Um, I've just always been a sports guy. I can't recall when or why it started. Uh, I think just growing up, the block I was on, I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house, so I was kind of a nomad as a, as a kid. My parents got divorced when I was at a young age. So I went back and forth. Uh, my dad was in the Lower East Side. My mom went to Brooklyn. My grandmother uh, lived in Queens in the house my dad and my uncles grew up in. Uh, so I basically had like, you know, three sets of friends and three neighborhoods and, uh, you know, equal parts in all three. And, you know, that was kind of what led to, you know, just what my life became and, you know, where the, the, nickname peoples came from which was given to me is just being a people person and knowing so many people in so many areas but uh the block i was on in my grandmother's that that was just that's all we did every day we just were out playing baseball and it didn't matter if it was two of us or ten of us uh we were playing sewer to sewer football um that's just what we did it was nothing else uh we were out from dusk till dawn uh, or dawn till dusk um you know in in Brooklyn, I was playing basketball every day. In Queens, I was playing baseball every day. In Manhattan, it was a combination of the two. Uh, I was always skinny, um, so I always felt like I had to – I don't know where I got it from, but I just always played very aggressive. Uh, I was always, you know, the smallest one on the team, but, you know, the, the one the coaches always said, he's got the most heart, he's got the most grit. If he had your size, you know, he'd be this, he'd be that. Uh, I remember vividly my – my high school coach who played lacrosse at North Carolina, um, you know, very familiar with basketball, loved the game. Uh, I remember my senior year, we had a great team in New England. I went to a prep school in New England. Uh, we had a great team. Uh, went to, you know, the, the, the finals uh, of our conference uh, for New England, um, you know, a couple of years, uh, my junior and senior year. And I was like six man off the bench just because I was skinny and scrawny. And I just remember him telling everybody, you know, if he had your size, he'd be getting, you know, offers from D1 everywhere. Well, I go to college. I go to Providence my first year. I have this growth spurt. I fill out to my current size. You know, I always had kind of broad shoulders, but I I got a little stockier. Um, next thing I know, uh, I'm hanging out with the entire Providence basketball team. Some guys I knew from Brooklyn, uh, Austin Crocher, who went on to a fabulous NBA career, was one of my best friends. Uh, our whole freshman year, we had all our classes together. We used to hang out every day. Uh, we we were going to be roommates if I had stayed. Um, I was just with the basketball team all the time. You would have thought I was on the team. Um, I wound up helping out as a student assistant coach with the women's team at Providence. Uh, and then I, I just was never into school, so I I basically <laughs> um, didn't get invited back uh, for my sophomore year. That's how poor my <laughs> academic performance was, um, which 
as a side note, is another thing that kind of makes me marvel at what you guys are doing because I was nowhere near prepared for the world as much as you guys are. Um, you know, just that's what I mean about your professionalism and, and just you guys have a plan. You guys have a vision and you're having fun doing it, but you're also taking it serious. Uh, that was not where I was at that stage of my life. Um, but needless to say, I, I uh, was figuring out what I was going to do uh, for that next year. As you know, my dad was, you know, yelling at me. I know you should have went to the army. You know, you're a waste, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and I, I say that kidding if he's listening. I love you, dad. But um, <laughs> I, I wound up working out with a good friend of mine who was at Long Island University. And he was actually the leading scorer in the nation for Division One. His name was Joe Griffin. And I was friends with him. And we were working out all summer. And he said, why don't you go to St. Francis? Like, you know, um, they need another guard. Um you know, so he put me in touch. I started working out with a couple of players from, from that team over the summer. Uh, and coach brought me in. I wound up playing D1 after all. So I played D1 basketball for two years, uh, moved on uh, to uh, to Pace University after that, um, where I finally wound up graduating. I was on the six-year undergraduate program, but uh, needless to say, uh, <laughs> went into the fire department after that. Uh, am I going too long? Because I'm trying to get oh, into the no. football aspect. All right. Um, so I, I was doing, you know, the, being, I've been a firefighter, uh, I'm in my, I'm working into my 20th year now. Um, and, uh, about, I don't know, five years into my career, uh, a friend asked if I wanted to help him promote nightclubs in the city. Like that, that's what he was going to get into. He was also a firefighter. I've known him since college. And he said, Oh, you know, everybody calls you peoples, you know, you know, a lot of people, uh, why don't you help me? So I said, all right, sure. Um, within a month, uh, I, you know, I was getting shouted out on uh, the radio every day. Uh, all the big time DJs in the world, um, you know, the numbers are on my phone. I was hanging out with them, um, living the life. It was it was a lot of fun, a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Um, and then when that got kind of old, I was looking for something to do. And, you know, I was, never was not into sports, uh, but just decided, you know what, let me uh let me try writing. And that was eight years ago. And I haven't stopped since. Uh, it's morphed into podcasting, video production, um, you know, taught myself how to do graphics, taught myself how to uh, edit videos, um, podcast and video work, uh, starting, you know, uh, uh, writing departments for other websites. Uh, Fantrax recruited me to uh, get their content section going when they started. I started there for a while. Um, you know, I just bounced around. And I listen. I'm a New Yorker. Uh, you know, I I'm honest and uh, I, I'm genuine. I I literally will give people the shirt off my back. You know, my career is to care for the welfare of complete strangers to me. So I'm I'm not. Um, you can curse on this show, right? I mean, sure. All right. I'm not a Richard. But, um, you know, I, I'm not I don't back down. I don't you know, I don't cater to people. So uh, I, sometimes that gets misconstrued. Um, but as far as the draft stuff goes, I got into this. Um, let's see. This would have been my seventh senior bowl this year. So I guess seven years ago, I, I really, really started concentrating on the NFL draft more. Uh, and I just looked at it as, you know, I played sports my whole life. I played at a high level. I've been around high level athletes. Um, there's certain things I see that I look at, that I look for. 
uh, you know, nuances, footwork, um, interaction with teammates, you know, all, all the, you know, cerebral things are really what I pay attention to more, um, you know, where, you know, somebody like you, for instance, might be looking at, uh, you know, a player's route tree and seeing, you know, it from more of a detailed what an NFL scout is looking for. I don't see it the same way, but we kind of reach the same conclusion just by following kind of a different process. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I got into it just thinking, hey, I love football. I never played because, you know, uh, I was always concentrating on basketball you know, during my uh, school days. And um, let me get into this. The world is into it. It's the most popular sport. It's the most fun sport. I was writing about fantasy football. I really wanted to dig more into uh, the prospect angle of it. And sure enough, seven years later, here we are. Um, Absolutely. You know, the the – I'll I'll, let, I'll stop because we'll go yeah. back. I know I'm talking so, a lot. Sorry. Yeah. So one of the I, one of the things I love is when I talk with people and I'm and I'm able to see certain aspects of myself in other people and like see the compare uh, see the comparisons. So uh, I fell in love with uh, foot sports pretty pretty quick. I um my grandma and grandpa would always get the uh, newspaper, the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And um, I was one of those really weird toddlers who just had everything going in the brain almost immediately. Like, I think I had, like, all the presidents memorized, all the states and their capital uh, capitals memorized before I was in kindergarten. Nice. So, so, so you, I were, was, you were the guy I was trying to cheat off of. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I had I had that down, but um, I just was not. I just developed very poorly physically because uh, I had I I had spina bifida. I was part of the first generation of uh, kids with spina bifida who like went through a surgical process to be like um to be like normal, I guess. Okay. So while a lot of people with spina bifida, they'll either have men uh, mental problems or they will um they'll be in a wheelchair or they will not be able to use uh, use the bathroom correctly, and um I just. I didn't really get any of it. I mean, there's like slight, uh, slight health and men- uh, mental health stuff. Like, oh, I have a quarterly medical procedure. I get to make sure that everything in my digestive system is okay. And like, oh, mentally, I just have real uh, a weird anxiety condition. So it's like everything that I'm supposed to have, I have like the lightest, most manageable ver- uh, version of that. And that didn't really lend me to being very good at sports. I tried playing little league baseball, but I just could not hit a ball. I, I, I just physically could not get the bat on the ball. Okay. Um, but like you, I was the, uh, I was the kid that all the coaches, I was every coach's favorite. Every single year, I would just come come to practice with a big old smile on my face, talk with the coaches about how the uh, how the Indians played on the last game, or how excited I was to go to Grady Sizemore bobblehead night. Like everybody just knew that I was the guy who loved sports, and I would always want to talk about sports. Uh, I tried. Uh, I tried playing football for uh, a little bit, but obviously due to uh, my so- lack of size and lack of speed, um, I couldn't even make a team. I I stopped playing and went to help like the coaches. I was like the team's fundraiser, and I would just do be in the press box, help uh, doing everything I could to help the coaches. And um, I kind of continue uh, continued th- that through college. Um, I blossomed. 
a li- I don't want to say I blossomed late socially because like I still love talking with people like as a kid, but it was all just kind of like a little weird because I had uh, super religious parents and I was just they just kind of over sheltered me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was never really able to like fully be like a kid on the street or hanging out with friends like it got to like the point like towards the end of my senior year like I couldn't really be in any of the cool kid groups even though our school only had like a hundred something people in the class because I couldn't go to the parties I couldn't really do anything except go to the high school football games as uh, a player student uh, as a student helper so the but once I got into college, that's when I kind of became similar to you in that I was a people person and I hung out with the athletes um, consistently. I worked in um, sports information for Bowling Green State University. I immediately became friends with the football uh, with players on the football team. I, um, in doing so, working with the athletic department, you also have to work all the women's volleyball games and the women's soccer games and all the sports that nobody cares about in quotation mm-hmm. marks. Um, and I became friends with like the girls soccer team, like really good friends with the women's soccer team. Like when uh, there was a pipe broke in my uh, apartment in college and I just went and went and lived with the women's soccer team for two weeks. Like it was like nothing like, nice. um, so I just always kind of had a, had a gift of being able to speak the language of these people and just kind of understand, like, the work that they go through, understanding what makes them tick and and speak their language, and had, had loads of fun doing that in college. I, I, I love that journey, and I thank you for sharing that. Um, that's, you know, stuff I, I didn't know the full details and spectrum of it. Uh, but I do appreciate the honesty because that's not something a lot of people are comfortable sharing. And I, that kind of just kind of tells like why you are where you are and so uh, accomplished already at this stage and just on that right track. Uh, just, you know, it feels like you went through so much crap that you're just like, yeah, I had it all. There's nothing you could say or do to me that's going to be any worse than anything I've already dealt with. So it's not bothering me. And mm-hmm. you're focused and not getting sidetracked by, you know little things it's like life takes jabs at you rarely do you get hit with an uppercut uh there's all these little jabs and if you're gonna you know succumb to you know every each and every one and act like it's an uppercut you're never gonna get anywhere and i think that's what happens with too many people uh-huh. and i didn't even mention to you the time that i got hit by a truck and was crippled for three mo- three to six months like i did hear this i didn't hear it. i don't think well, you did mention it to me at some point in our talks but not yeah. like in full detail. But uh, I yeah. mean, exactly. Like that's just another thing. Like what else? What what else does life have that you know is gonna get you down? You know what I mean? Exactly. What is it? I mean, I'm I'm in the I'm at the tail end of what may have been the pre- biggest uppercut of dealing dealing with uh, coronavirus. And coronavirus honestly probably played a bigger part in this process and what we like uh what i'd like to admit because um with the virus so many people had so much more time to put put stuff together i was working with the cleveland indians and the cleveland cavaliers as like an usher and a ticket taker like i have a sport management degree from bowling green um my initial steps out of college didn't really lead me anywhere so i just said screw it i'm just going to go to my favorite teams i'm going to start from the bottom and i'm going to show these guys one 
I'm a really, really nice dude and I know how to deal with people. And two, I can do all the um, stuff in the background. And if you with that combination, I should be able to work work my way up. Did really well my first se- first season in 2019. Loved it. And then 2020, boom, I'm out of work. And mm-hmm. I immediately go and get a job at the bike shop. And when I did it, it screwed up my unemployment. And I've been waiting nine months. And I finally got like my fir- first type of any compensation. And in between, had... Uh, had to move back in with grandma's like I just worked my ass off at working at Taco Bell to get out of grandma's you know buy the car do that kind of stuff and I did all of that like just grinded working fast food for a year and a half to get out only for the virus to come back in and like I knew that now I had more time and I knew that I had more time to do this project and I knew other people were kind of like in similar positions where they now had more time and it all just kind of like came came together so nicely that's awesome Mm -hmm. still working at taco bell got got to do what you got to do i actually kind of enjoy it it's it's where you finish not where you start exactly so you're 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 on the right path and you're young enough to 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 recover i mean you're at that stage where like you know i was telling you before we started and if you follow me then i'm sure you know that I'm somewhat controversial without trying to be controversial, but I just, like I said, I'm not afraid to speak out or speak up and, you know, I'm open-minded. We can have a conversation. You know, you want to curse at me, I'll curse back at you. You know, I'm going to give you what you're giving me. Uh, I'm rarely going to be the one that's going to come out and just, you know, jump on you or or instigate or initiate things. I might initiate conversations, but I'm not going to you know, necessarily instigate or, or, you know, try to bait you rather. Um, but, you know, this whole thing about internships and, you know, you're kind of the living proof of that, this whole team. Uh, I actually tweeted out earlier saying, you know, all, all, all these people that are condemning internships and people should get paid for their work. Well, you're a fraud if you don't go and buy the draft guide because you guys literally put in over 10,000 hours of work for nothing to put this guide out, a labor of love, a passion of this is what we're trying to do. We want this on our resume to have a career builder, to show teams, hey, we can do this. We know what we're doing. We know what we're looking at. We know what we're talking about. And you know what? Um, yeah, it would be nice to put some money back in your pocket for for all those hours you, uh, you know, didn't get to upgrade your taco, um, you know, because you had to, you barely were able to get the basic. You know what I mean? So, um, it, it's just it's just crazy, but. Uh, enjoy this part of your life like i'm not just talking to you i'm talking to anybody listening that's in that age frame like if you don't have a wife you don't have a kid you don't have a full-time job right now like go nuts like chase your dreams still because you have plenty of time to to get back on the on the path if uh and i know like right now some some of your situations might look bleak and impossible like how could you say that believe me when you're 30 40 50 you're gonna look back and be like oh man damn, I did have time. I should have did this. I should have did that. You know, don't leave life with regrets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like, that's that's kind of like the thing that I realized and that I think people need to realize pretty quick. And I, I mentioned this, working in sports is a glamour industry. Everybody wants to work in sports because everybody loves sports. And as much as it really, really kind of almost hurts to stay is 
in the grand scheme of things, there's very few things that have like less value than sports content because there is so much of it, so much of it out there. There is just way more supply than there, than there is demand. So you're pretty much, your options are to make your sports content way better than anybody else's content. But that's kind of difficult because sports content is, uh, is subjective. Um, make content for a super elite exclusive crowd. So making sports content for agents that, um, that will help them or help them make money or making content for gamblers and fantasy people so they can make money. That's where sport content, sports content money is. Sports content mm-hmm. that makes money is worth money. And then the other one that is kind of like one of the weir- weirder ones to to like kind of describe is building almost like a personal connection like people don't just follow matt miller because of his um takes or just because of his draft work they follow him because they like the guy right and that they they would be just as comfortable listening to him talk about his favorite beers and favorite spirits as which, they would which they are yeah just <laughs> as much as they would um want to hear him talk about the um latest draft prospects so if you are not if you're creating sports content and it doesn't tick one of those three boxes or preferably all three of those boxes then you have to recognize that this is just kind it's hobby work and until you can create one of those things to create value and i think we've done that by creating content um better than um that is going to be better than the average scouting report you'll see on a blog much more organized much prettier to look at and more detailed information you wouldn't find at very many other places. That's where I so, came Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of what, what I kind of realized. And you were mentioning like people with 40 followers wanting to write for the site and get paid. And it's like, I'm not getting any money from you. How can I get money back? And like, there well, what's, what's crazy to me. And, you know, listen, I don't hide anything. I, I don't pull punches. I don't hide anything. So, you know, I, to me, there's there are no secrets in my life. Um, I've been doing this, like I said, eight years now. I, I think I have a pretty good track record. I think I have a pretty good name in this industry, uh, both in in you know the draft world, uh, the real world, um, you know the fantasy world of baseball and um, more football, but also baseball. Uh, you know, I have many you know guest uh, appearances on pods, on video shows, uh, uh, you know, writing credits, everything like that. I have not received a dime. Uh, for any of my work um, to this point, I've been compensated as far as reimbursement on things I've invested into stuff. Um, and people that don't even know full stories, uh, you know, think they know and they don't. And I get called out by, you know, uh, cults, uh, a, a cult of trolls uh, that think I was, you know, getting paid from fan tracks and withholding money. I never got paid anything for my work. I got reimbursed if i spent something like hey i'm gonna get a new camera to upgrade the production of the video show i'm doing on a weekly basis for you okay give us the receipt we'll give you that money back for that that's not the same as getting paid you know so Uh um it yeah it kind of bothers me sometimes when somebody will send you a dm hey i heard you're looking for a writer you're like okay what do you want to write i don't know what do you need well what do you have experience with well i have been playing fantasy for 10 years and I'm really into the game, uh, but I don't have any experience yet. Okay, so what do you want to write? Well, I don't know how much you're paying. Like, what? Why? Huh? What? What? This is not charity. Like, what do yeah, you mean? How much am I paying? Like, you don't have a single credit to your name. What do you, and you don't even know what you want to write about. So, like, I, that's I just, why vision is so important. Vision and planning. 
Yeah, this is this is crazy. I mean, you know, we talk about I was going to get into this, but I'll just transition to it now. Um, you, you know, my first senior bowl and I like to liken those uh, every senior bowl year as like a class, um, you know, so I was part of the class of 2019 or whatever. Uh, but my first class, my first trip to the senior bowl, uh, I just remember that was the first time I met Kyle Krabs. This is way prior to TDN. And you know, just hanging out at Veets upstairs when Veets was still two bars, uh, you know, two storefronts, uh, not just the one that it is now. And, you know, it used to, it used to be like the only place in downtown Mobile. So, you know, everybody was there. It was like jam, wall to wall. And, you know, being upstairs with with Krabs and, and um, you know, Brian uh, and uh, uh, Brian Perez and, and Luke Easterling and Jeff Risden and, and you know, uh, Mark Schofield and all the, the my regulars, my crew. And Krabs is trying to get his name out there. And he's walking around with his iPad showing me PDFs. And he didn't even want to let me have like a 30 second look because he was afraid I might, you know, read too much of one of these reports. You know what I mean? And but he's out there hustling like this is what he wanted to do. And. You know, that was that might have been the awakening for me that I said, man, I would love to do something like that myself because, you know, I watch film. I want to write reports. I just don't I can't do every player like that. So that was always kind of in the back of my head. So, again, when you guys came and were like, hey, uh, we got a staff of a dozen and we're going to do over 350 players and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to have grades and traits. And it was just like, what? Are you serious about this? And. I didn't know you guys from a hole in the wall, but I was like, hey, they, they, they're talking the talk. Let's see if they can walk the walk. And I said, let's do it. And within 48 hours, you guys had already answered any questions or doubts I had uh, just in terms of how on the ball you guys were as a team uh, from the top down with you and Cyril uh, all the way down. Um, and it's just been a phenomenal experience working with you guys. And I, I, I wouldn't change it. Or anything. Yeah, uh, I was wondering, like, how did you even get started with expand the box score? Like, what it, what even, how did that idea uh, come to pass? Yeah, so one of the things I was always into, as far as posi- positionally speaking, was I just always kind of gravitated towards wide receivers more for whatever reason. Uh, maybe I feel like that clo- more closely resembles. Uh, basketball players, which, you know, going back to the beginning of this conversation is more my strength. And uh, I just, for whatever reason, I just always likened wide receivers more, I guess, to, to being identifiable to me. And in doing my reports, I always wanted to include stats. I've always been a numbers guy. You know, you were mentioning, you know, stuff you were doing as a kid. I can remember being like eight years old, making up my own fantasy games before I knew what fantasy sports were, uh, you know, rolling dice and, you know, making up my own outcomes and you know, my own home, you know, my own versions of Stratomatic uh, because I didn't have Stratomatic. So just what I imagined it to be. So I was always just looking at stats and always reading box scores from, when I was, you know, single digits in age. Um, so stats to me were always important. And now I'm, I'm doing analysis of players. I'm doing scattering reports on players. And I wanted to include stats as a part of that. And it's, I would look and see how far the NFL has come as far as you can get free stats, detailed stats for pretty much anything you want. And the basic core stats for the NFL – 
compared to the basic core stats for college football, it was just like the Stone Ages in comparison. So I wanted to figure out without having to manually go through film for each player for every game for an entire season, I wanted to figure out a better way to capture uh, targets. That was all I really wanted was to get targets for wide receiver data. And uh, I hooked up with uh, Brian Cree, who is a data guy and knows how to manipulate data, you know, present it um, in a better way and, you know, organize it and sort it, um, you know, these super spreadsheets, if you will. And he was all for it. He just didn't really know where to go. So I kind of pointed him in the direction I would go. And the light bulb went off for him. And he said, yeah, I think I I think I could do something here. Let me get back to you in about a week. And I said, all right. And it was like three days later, not even a week. He sends me back the first version of expand the box score. And it wasn't just targets. It was literally every touch that a player had. Uh, So fumbles, you know, time of game, quarter, where on the field, down at distance, uh, everything you could think of without having live eyes on, on a game. So that's really the main difference with us and PFF. Um, but that to me was always like kind of our, our competition, if you will, the, you know, the Coca-Cola to our Pepsi, however you want to phrase it. Uh, but they have scouts or, or live eyes watching games. So they can tell you, you know, been, I am one of them or I've been exactly. one of them. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, you could say, Oh, well, what's this guy's dot? Or how many tackles did he break? And and then you could come up with stuff like an elusive rating. Well, we can't do that because we don't even have enough money to pay our writers right now. Uh, we, we you know don't have enough money to print out a, a full color version of our draft guide, which we. All right. Uh, pardon pardon the weird interruption, but uh, we had a little tech uh, technical uh, issue. Our internet kind of went uh, went out in the middle of uh, Andy talking about um w- uh, what he wants to do in with uh, the PFF draft guide and printing it out and not having enough money. Not um, PFF, be PDF. Oh, the PDF. Yeah, getting getting <laughs> printing out the PDF. So uh, yeah, we'll um we'll uh, re- resume the conversation uh, resume the conversation here. Yeah, well, that just speaks exactly to why, you know, we need some uh, sponsors and some people to advertise with us. Um, I don't remember exactly where it was I cut off or exactly, but you get the gist. Uh, the whole point is, you know, we're trying to build something for the community from the ground up. And the community is at large uh, fantasy draft world. I mean, these are two separate communities that, you know, it's like the Olympic rings. They, they intersect, but. There's also very much their own at the same time. Uh, but we're, we're trying to do this for everybody, and we're trying to do this to benefit everybody. So, you know, there are going to be some uh, shortcomings. There are going to be some growing pains. Uh, we're trying to do everything we can to continue to improve and expand, uh, no pun intended. Um, you know, but it, the, the part of charging for the stats is because we feel like this is a premium uh, option. Um you know, for the price it's being charged for 30 bucks or, or 40 bucks, if, I mean, 20, 25 or 40, depending on, you know, which package you get, 25 for one sport, 40 for both. Um, that's what you can pay other sites for one month. This is for the full year. Uh, so it's a fraction of the cost for as much information as you're going to get from other places. And we're trying to use that to 
enhance the quality to be able to uh, afford better internet so we don't drop in the middle of podcasts to be able to print out the draft guide prior to the pdf so we could just you know have both versions from day one um you know as an example i'll give some numbers you know we wanted to just do a, a limited run of our draft guide to be able to get it to NFL teams. We have enough contacts between everybody that's at Expand the Box Score that we can guarantee we can get this in every NFL front office. Um, but to print out a limited run is going to cost us several thousand dollars because of how detailed and enhanced and full color this draft guide is. Uh, well, without advertisers, without sponsors, you know that's 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 hard to do without raising that somehow. So. Um, these are all the reasons I say all this. And listen, we're not crying broke. We're not looking for charity or anything. We're telling you that we we, we view this as a community, uh, and you know we're all in this. I, I try to make sure our customer service is at the, the best it can be. I'm the one responding to you know all the inquiries or uh, troubleshooting, uh, complaints, uh, suggestions, everything like that, and then relaying it to uh, whoever, whatever member of the team uh, can help best with that. So. Uh, if you see something, say something, you know, let us know, let us know what you like, what you dislike, what we could be doing better, what we're not doing enough of, uh, because we don't want to waste your time or ours, quite frankly. Um, but that's my vision for where expand the box score is going. Uh, I've been frustrated at times. You were talking about, you know, COVID helping you guys have the time to really be able to get this done. Uh, this has been the weirdest year for me in so many ways. It's been the worst year of my life. It's been the best year of my life. It's been a combination of a lot of different things uh, over this past year. It has been unbelievably the longest year of my life. I, I can't believe it's only been a year uh, you know, since COVID started. Uh, but without it, you know, we wouldn't be where we are. I wouldn't have found you guys because you know, the COVID created this whole – political drama um which it was going to happen anyway with the election and everything like that but it just it just like th- threw gas on the fire uh you guys wouldn't have been in a position for us to even meet if it weren't for covid um you know so i'm very thankful for things that happened along the way as well i mean i lost hundreds hundreds i mean close to a thousand followers uh because of you know some of my thoughts during covid and the election and nothing even that outlandish, just honest thoughts. And people were unfollowing. And I would gladly trade those people that, you know what, maybe shouldn't have been following me in the first place uh, to have gained what I gained with you guys. Um, so it's been a crazy, wild ride of a year. But again, you know, I, I wouldn't exchange it for, for anything. Uh, I feel like not only have you guys grown, but you guys have taught me. You know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, you know, I've. I've gained as much from watching you guys operate and learning from you guys. Uh, you know, I'm an amateur scout. I, I feel like I have an eye for it. I feel like, you know, I'm invested in it, but it's not my first language. Uh, you know, there's definitely a, a language and a protocol for, you know, scouting and the football world behind the scenes. You guys speak that language, you know, so I get to see firsthand. I, you know, I have, I have, we basically have, more or less a dozen guys on staff, right? I basically have a dozen personal tutors whenever I want. Um, so, you know, it's been it's been an awesome ride. Um, but I, I want this site to continue to grow in the sense that you're going to get quality content. You're going to get quality podcasts. You're going to get an unbelievable draft guide every year. You're going to get advanced stats that's going to help you with 
uh, scouting players. It's going to help you with your fantasy games. If you're a gambler, it's going to help you with your line play. If you're a DFS guy, you can use our DFS tool. Like anything that has to do with football, we have you covered. Um, as for the draft guide specifically in the scouting department, uh, I mean, I already see what's happening. Um, I've already gotten people asking how they can join our team. You guys have already told me some of your plans. And I, I just what I feel is is already happening is something that we were discussing, hopefully long term, I think is already there. And that's to create a pipeline uh, for people that really want to be in the scouting game and really are aspiring and want to come in and learn, uh, you know, from peers, uh, learn from mentors who have been there um, and grow and, and, you know, work on your game and that we can build some credibility and trust that NFL teams uh, or, or other networks or, you know, larger entities are going to look. And if XTB is on your resume, Hey, that is, that's gold. And I think that's achievable. And like I said, I, I think, in some crazy ways, we're we're already kind of getting there, which is amazing. Yeah, like we we've we've gotten some pretty um we've gotten really good response from the draft uh from the draft guide. Um, what was it? We got we've got uh, mellow. Um, you got mellow. Was it um? It's all Thor from uh, NBC Sports. He um saw the Rondale the Rondale Moore report and said that that that's good good stuff. I don't think I've seen like it's it's so weird because like when I'm at this spot, it's like I always want to know how I can grow and how I can improve and how I can make things better. Like when we were like coming up with uh, I call it like the skeleton or the foundation of the draft guide, we were like looking at how, um what traits we wanted to use, like our grading scales and all of that. Like and I would. Like, like we were, I would have like an hour long conversation with Searle about whether we wanted to have pass blocking as one of our trades or if we wanted to make play speed or have play speed or if we should have play speed and burst combined. Like the most detailed conversations we were going over all of this stuff and we kind of, we eventually ironed it all out. And then when we get the guide out to the public, it's like, oh, I want to hear what, what things we can do to improve. But everything has just been so positive. Yeah. And it, it's like it's like really good, but when I built like this mindset of always listening to critiques and always wanting to improve, it, it's it's kind of creating this like, what do I do next kind of feel. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy because we put so much work in, and and especially like the last week leading up. I mean, you know, we had um, I brought in Brandon Lane to help. Uh, he had a background in, in, in design and, and laying stuff out. Um, you know, I designed the graphics and I told them, listen, I'm a fast learner. Uh, you know, you tell me what you need and I'll make sure it gets done. And, uh, you know, we just did whatever we needed to do to, to, to get it done. And, you know, we would hound you guys and say, we need this report, finish this report. We need this guy's birthday, whatever it was. Um, you know, so we were really grinding that last week and we were all, you know, like putting all this work in and when we finally released it, it felt so good to exhale. But about a half hour later, I was already in my head going, well, we got to get started on 2022 now. And yeah, I'm I, already my, starting to think about 2022. Yeah, and I honestly was scared to say that to you guys because I'm thinking, I don't want to say that. They're going to think I'm a real ball breaker. I'm a real hound. They're going to be like, aren't you happy with what we did? Why are you already talking about next year? And you guys had the same mentality because I, I, you didn't say it specifically that way, but the conversations I had with you and Cyril were both in the same vein of, yeah, we're happy with it. But in the back of your head, we're already thinking of ways 
what we what we've learned from this and what we want to do to make this even better and keep improving and expanding. So um, that just you know reconfirmed everything I've been talking about. How like you know this was this was the right fit for for you guys, for me, for the site, for everything. And um, you know part of my problem in life is always you know I I tell my wife all the time like for her to have more patience, and I'm pretty patient with majority of stuff in my life. When it comes to this kind of thing, though, the the website, the, the the tweets, the work, I am super impatient. Like you know, you put out you put out a tweet and you know it's good, and you, you want like a hundred likes in a second. It's just not gonna work that way. You know, you come back a week later and it has a hundred likes. Um, you know, but it's like you want that instant gratification, and um, not because you need the pat on the back. You just you just feel so proud of it, and that's how I felt with this guide. And it's like that's how I feel with this site. Like, you you know, it's getting there. It's just, you know, let's look at where we are at five years. We're at two. Let's look at where we are five years. Cause if we get to where I think we can get, you're going to look back and stop stressing about, you know what I mean? Um, but we're getting there and, and, and it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's not for me. It's not for you. It's for everybody. So, Know that that's our mindset when you come to expand the box score. We're not doing this for us. We're doing this for all of us collectively, the football yeah. world. Yeah, it's like one of the things was is, uh, for example, example, Ramondre Stevenson went into the guide as Ramondre Stevens because on the hub it cut off his name. <laughs> like that was where yeah. our line was. And it was like I was like losing sleep over that. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna have we're gonna have errors. You mentioned the Rondale Moore report. We we did a 323 players in this guide. We have another 20 or 30, so another 20 to 30 or so that were had reports done that we put in the returning file folder that we're about to do a, 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 a like a, a one off of, uh, of returning we're, players. Yep, 37. 37. Right. We're also updating the players that are in there's profiles uh with their pro days um we're adding more players with uh specialty players like kickers long snappers i mean we're scouting long snappers um and sales punters, is we're scouting long, yeah sales right. is scouting it's, long snappers all right we, well, we got a special right. guy there yeah maybe i shouldn't say we sales is scouting kickers you're right or long snappers um he's representing us by doing it but it's 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 a one-man job uh but, but my point was um so with the Rondell Moore stuff going around last night, yeah, one guy who I look, he's he's from Canada, not nothing against Canadians. I love Canadians, but um, I, I just say that because I look at his report. He's from Canada. He's like NFL draft expert, and his comment was, he's a he's a redshirt sophomore, not a junior. He 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 didn't he uh he regained eligibility after his freshman season injury or whatever. And I went and I double checked it, and yes, we have him listed as a junior. He is technically a redshirt sophomore. We missed that one. And as I told him, one typo in 323 full-page scouting reports, if that's where we lost, hey, we're doing pretty damn good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, um, I told him, why don't you go check all the 321 others uh, or 22 others and tell me what you find. So hopefully we hear from him in a couple of days after he goes through them all. But, yeah, listen, it's life. Um Quality control is important to all of us. We miss the guy's class, not not his traits, not his skill set, not his future, not what we think of him. 
We missed redshirt sophomore over junior. And off a technicality because he played as a true freshman, and I believe Correct. it was sophomore year that he got redshirted. But he played his um played his sophomore year, so it's like if, if we're I'm not re- in there, then you know, you you you're the instigator that I talk about. I'm not trying to be. Yeah, that's that was um that was just like one one of those little things. Uh, one thing that we're doing right now that I've been loving and uh, we're we're uh, promoting a guy on our team that I just think has superstar potential, Matt Holders, two twenty scouting. The, he's been amazing. I mean, I I personally think whoever's producing those videos is really what's bringing those to light. But yes, Matt's analysis has been phenomenal. Absolutely. And I got to take issue with you because, uh, and I, I'm joking because I'm I'm doing the production. Um, so I've been going back and trying to you know put underlying instrumentals, and Paul uh, was not familiar with Shook ones from Mob Deep, and uh, it was a very familiar, unfamiliar tone and sound to him. So I I, uh, I had to take issue with Paul on that, and um, as as his father. As his football father, um, that's that's my bad world. I I did not spend enough time in the car with him playing Mob Deep. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I did not listen to like any hip like my knowledge of any hip hop like pre 2012 is practically like just Kanye West. So yeah, I I never grew up listening to hip hop. It was it was all Christian radio and Veggie Tales. So maybe why you're so nice. Um, Maybe if we're doing a science experiment, I mean, you know, damn that rap music, right? That that was in uh, what Doctor Doolittle. But yeah. That was uh, definitely one of the things. I do vaguely recognize your shirt of uh, of cream. That's that's a Wu Tang reference, please, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you are correct there. Wu Tang forever. Uh, Wu Tang is, uh, yeah, that's just like the Beatles of hip hop. Uh, Wu Tang. Um, but yes, this is a, a shirt I'm wearing right now uh, from Rotoware, the Rotoware collection. Uh, friends, Kenneth Cashman. Um, yeah. I'm going to divert real quick. And this is just, you know, proof to, you know, be proud of your friends succeeding. I I watched this guy want to get into the T-shirt business, you know, designer, started this thing about five years ago, maybe six now. And uh, he's now officially licensed by Major League Baseball. He's got Major League players wearing his shirts left and right. His site has grown tremendously. Uh, you know, many people that are listening to this are probably familiar with RotoWare. Um, but the shirt he, Paul's talking about is uh, Cashman rules everything around me. Uh, obviously, you know, Cashman instead of cream, uh, or it's Cashman instead of cash rather. Um, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's Brian Cashman, Yankees GM. It's a it's a play on the Yankees and Wu Tang and yeah so you, you like the you like the Yankees and Wu Tang it it's it, perfect it checks all the boxes exactly yeah as a Clevelander I'm not a big fan that big of a fan of the the Yankees I'm happy you guys at least didn't get Lindor but uh. no I'm happy he's in New York he's one of my favorite players uh, I I thought he could become the face of baseball when David Ortiz retired. And uh, I, I think he's going to do that now that he's in New York. Uh, I, I'm not a Met hater. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not a Met hater uh, by any stretch. Um, uh, my following, you know, 
thinks that I'm a, a closet Met fan. Uh, I might, in fact, be. Uh, Jacob DeGrom is my favorite player. I actually got booed out of Yankee Stadium because I had a Jacob DeGrom shirt on under my Yankee jersey. And, uh, you know, people just couldn't understand how you could love two things at the same time. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I'm happy we have Lindor, and you don't. So I'm, it's going to be it's going to be rough. But you do have in Cleveland a uh, good friend of mine's nephew, Richie Palacios, just got drafted two years ago, sat out last year with an injury. That is your future second baseman. Maybe even go back to shortstop. Uh, but get notes on this kid. He's phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I can I can get him to come to your house once he reaches Cleveland if you'd like. Uh, you know, I, I get Uncle Ray to, uh, to to make that happen if you want it. But when he becomes a star in Cleveland, you let me know. All right. Yeah. So, uh, sounds good. Uh, what is it? When I get back into ushering for at the Indians ballpark, I, I'm already anticipating just like a whole uh, whole different mood. Like no Frankie, no Carlos Carrasco. Everybody loved Carlos Carrasco in Cleveland. We all know the name is going to change. So it's like they're like we're just kind of like anticipating it. And like most of the Indians fans don't really want it to change because that's what they're familiar with. And it's just like. I'm really kind of going to be curious to see what, like, the general, like, vibe and feeling is going to be around the team because we just had, like, the uh, all-star game come into Cleveland. We had that great run with Francona where we're just winning division titles every year. But it seems like that era is uh, fading from us. How old were you during the Jim Bell, uh, Jim Tommy, Albert Bell years, Kenny Lofton when uh, Jacobs was just built and they were, like, uh, a, you know, they were a World Series team. Uh, how old were you in those in those years? An infant. Okay. Uh, so you you you're you're a sad Clevelander. I'm sorry to say. Yep. Um, I feel I bad was, now. I feel I bad was, now. I was born I was born in '95. So like I just remember like like I had a Manny Ramirez teddy bear as like a child, and so it was like that's kind of like what the memories of like those guys would have. I, I have lots of memories of Jim Tomey. He was there until 2003. He was my he was my favorite player he, as he's a your um, animal. Yeah, he was my favorite player um, when I was like six, and then he he left, and then that hurt, and then it was like I really liked CC Sabathia because he was big and tall, and he was kind of goofy looking compared to other pitchers, and then he leaves, and then. Cliff Lee leaves and Victor Martinez leaves and then that is the story of being an Indians fan is your favorite player is always going to leave yeah LeBron at least he gave you a ring though yeah yeah if you go back I used to be a professional LeBron hater on Twitter yeah I'm not going back that far (laughs) nice all right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Andy. Uh, Andy, for coming uh, coming on. This was definitely like a change up compared to our uh, norm our normal um, content that we have here. It's always great learning about like the the head what the head honchos are like, what their missions are, what they're thinking about the whole thing, and just kind of get more a little bit of a background about um, how this whole project uh, came about. Well, let's and, let's we're gonna test your theory with this one because you said you know. People would listen to Matt Miller if he wasn't even talking about draft prospects. So we just did a whole draft prospect show without even mentioning any critique or doing any analysis of draft prospects. So let's see if people were still listening to this point of the show and if they were entertained by it. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Like that's um, I think I am. I can. I do have some of those like uh, 
a good character or a good like um i think i do have like some type of charisma that i just can't quite put my finger on it i I have always been a people's person so maybe even though i do kind of want to be a more behind the scenes type person maybe if i keep doing this well then uh i can have more of a future in media all right uh any uh, any uh, any last thoughts? Any twit? Uh, any twitters you want to? Pl- any twitters you want to plug? Uh, no, I mean, you go follow me if you want. People's pen, people's with the Z. Uh, Andy Singleton should come up. Um, if you want to follow me, you know, just give me at least a week before you unfollow me. Uh, follow expand the box score. Follow every one of these scouts. Paul, of course. Uh, Cyril, uh, Rob Simpson, uh, Shayona. Uh, I shouldn't have started mentioning because I'm not going to remember everybody off the top of my head right now. Uh, Tim Lettiero, uh, Sales Pickney, uh, Zach Apt, um, Britton Mann, Petey Williams, Mark Jarvis. Uh, who am I missing here? Who am I missing here? Uh, Matt Holder, of course. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, like... Oh, uh, Derek. Oh, he doesn't Derek tweet Benson. too much. Derek yep. Benson. Uh, we're missing one more. I'm missing another one here. Uh, Marcus. Marcus Johnson. Yeah, Marcus. Um, the tape don't lie, guys. Marcus and BD. Yeah, uh, I said BD already. Uh, B, wow, BD got like oh. five name drops this episode. Yeah, um, Matt Mercier. Matt Mercier. Oh yes, uh, MVM Scouting. Uh, and I think that might be it. Yeah, that's but it. But anyway. Well, follow everybody. Go buy the, draft, the guide. draft guide. Listen, I'm giving a money back guarantee. Again, we're not doing this to, to you know, you know, take trips to Tahiti. We're doing this to be able to reward, you know, put money back into it to be able to print out a guide, to be able to expand on what the offering at the site is, uh, to be able to you know, just give you more. And it's twelve bucks. I mean, we really don't care if you pay for it or not. Um, these guys aren't expecting to get rich off it. We're we're not, you know, again, we're not, this is not for a Parisian vacation. This is like literally to make the site and the quality better. Uh, so if you don't want to pay 12 bucks and you want the guide, let, let us know. Send us a DM. Our DMs are open. Um, we just, you know, want to get this out more than anything else. So I am offering a money back guarantee, um, you know, buy it if you're not blown away and be realistic, be honest. Um, but if you're not blown away and you don't think it's great, let me know. I'll, I'll refund you. It's just that simple. Yeah, uh, you, you are going to get blown away because it's 323 players and all of them have like 450 to 500 words. It's- exactly. And and I'm I'm not confident in it. That You might look at it and go, eh, not for me, but I can't deny this is a fabulous product. Um, the quality, the presentation, the product, everything about it from top to bottom. Not my style, but I, I'll give it to you guys. You might be that guy. Um, but I, I doubt it. So just go take a look at it. And again, if you don't like it, let me know and we'll, we'll make that, you know, we'll solve that problem. Um, but you're going to like it. So just go get it. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Buy, buy the draft, buy the draft guide. I want for a friend. Yeah. Buy, buy, buy one for your, buy one for your dad. Buy one for your mom. Yes. If you're old like me, buy one for your son or your daughter. If you're, uh, a brother grandfather this literally uh, your wife there are many women into football now uh, one of our scouts is, is shayona uh, i mean like it's to, listen there's not somebody in this world you can't think of who would enjoy this as much as you would so don't just buy one buy two 
Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, th- that was an interesting spiel, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm Paul Duncan. This is Andy Singleton. This is the Football Scouting Podcast by the Draft Guide. And thank you. Have a great rest of your evening.